Wednesday. And Pastor Dan from Hope Family Church preached last Wednesday. Great job, great word. It was a very timely word, and, and we're excited just about what God's doing in this city and that we have other believers that are walking side by side with us that are uh, believing God to change things. And I like what he said, Marion doesn't have a drug problem, it just needs more God. You know, so that's pretty cool. I, I like the way that he looked at that. We've been talking about on uh, Easter, we, we, we had a message then, and then the week after we started, last week, we started getting past your past. Everybody has a past, and so we wanted to give us ways that we can get past it. Because what happens in church, a lot of times we, are, we think this. We think, um, you know what, when I get my life right, then I'm going to go to church, I'm going to get with God, and it's going to be okay. And we, we miss this because we, it's been preached at us this way, and literally we have it backwards. If we come to God, that's when we get our life right. I mean, if we wait till we get our life right, I don't know about you, but I don't think anybody in here has got their life completely right. You know, we all got issues. We all are needing God in some way. So we need to just get God and let God then take care of those issues. So we're going to be talking about getting past your past. Uh, last week, we talked about the labels that bind you. In other words, maybe you were called something when you were growing up, or you're going to be just like your father. You're never going to amount to anything, and blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, maybe a bully called you this. Or, you know, sometimes as you grow up, how many knows maybe we were the bully? Or, or you know, you were in school. I don't know if you were or not, but sometimes kids can say things, and they don't put any, they just say, you know, whatever they want to say. And, and that's, you know, now there's a big thing about bullying, and I, I get it, and I'm not saying... We shouldn't. I think we, we should have where we, hey, we, we don't say those kind of things. But what I'm saying is you might have been labeled that or you've thought, I'll never have anything. My father didn't have anything. My father's father didn't or whatever. So we need to break those labels. That's what we talked about last week. We found out that God will give us a new name, a new purpose, and a new future. Today we're going to talk about something that's going to be a little more touchy, so to speak, a little more difficult in some ways. We're going to talk about forgiving those who hurt you. And we're going to talk about ways that we can do that. Sometimes we want to forgive. We have the want to. We just don't have the know-how. Or we feel it's just not, I, I hurt too much to do that. We're going to talk about uh, that. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, maybe those people that we've hurt and, and how we can help deal with that. And then the last week, overcoming our own mistakes and applying God's grace to our lives. So if I were to ask in this room, how many have ever had someone or know someone that has, you've been hurt or know somebody that you've seen them being hurt? Raise your hand. I mean, everybody would say, I mean, unless you're three years old or something, you know, you're going to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about that uh, this morning. And sometimes it's just over something simple. It could be a misunderstanding or miscommunication or something. But the enemy will use that. And you know what he does? He drives that wedge. He just puts that wedge in there and just feeds that and feeds that till there's a separation and there's just all this bitterness and different things and and there's people that i've talked to they don't even know what they're mad at the other person about they're not speaking something happened five years ago what was it i don't know but if i if they don't tell, i'm not telling you i mean they don't even remember but yet they will harbor that and how many of us we could even say this there are people that you know what i'll never forget i won't be happy till they forgive ask for my forgiveness what if they never do i mean are you willing to speak that on your life i'm never going to be happy because you know most of the people that you think i'm going to make them miserable they're probably not even thinking about you i mean you know we think we're all that in a bag of chips they're thinking huh you're not even pretzels here i'm not thinking about you 
So we got to get past some of that stuff, it, that misunderstanding. Maybe somebody hurt you intentionally. There are people that out there that they don't care. It's all about them, me, 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 and they just, they'll do that. Um, and that was their purpose. I just wanted to do this. Some people like confrontation. They like conflict. And they do, the more of that, they seem to, you know, I think that's wrong. But there are people out there that like that. Um, <laughs> have you ever had, have you went somewhere or something and you have had maybe a tough time or a tough season and then something happens and you snap? Now, I'm just going to give you a story of mine, okay? I, uh, my wife said, man, you were, you were just a fighter. Now, I never fought professionally. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I, I guess I was known, I was a nice guy, always a nice guy in school. Never was a troublemaker or anything like that. But I was also known that if I, you know, I get to a certain point, I worked at Ponderosa. How many remember Ponderosa? I met my lovely wife at Ponderosa. She could hold a, a tray of steaks better than anybody I've ever seen. So I'll get my mind off that, and now I'll go back to what I'm talking about. But um, you remember Ponderosa? There'd be a line. Uh, Claire, you know, you'd be waiting on a Friday or Saturday night, and and uh, that's back in the day where you could finally find sometimes a good salad bar. And, uh, you know, uh, just stuff like that. And I was a head cook, and I was cooking with another guy that night. And that guy was a guy that just liked to make me mad. And have you ever told, maybe you had a weak moment, and you shared something with somebody, and then they used it against you later just to hurt you? And he would make fun of something I shared with him. And I didn't share details with him or anything, but just something he made up his own details. And that's always nice, isn't it? And they were dealing, the, what I shared with him, dealt with my sister. My sister and I, 15 months apart, very close. And uh, I came out to, to take over my shift, and he was going to be on there cooking with me, and he started in right away. And I was telling myself, okay, okay, all right, I'm okay, I'm okay. And he said something, and and all I can, I don't remember all the details, except they said I had him up against the wall about this far off the ground. And I was just, I was telling him in, a, in actually a fairly calm voice, I guess. I was saying, I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to beat the snot right out of you. Do you understand what I'm going <laughs> to And I, the, I guess the manager, manager was on my back going, Brad, get off of him. And I was just, I'm going to take you outside. I'm gonna <laughs> and I remember I went back in the kitchen and and cooled off and started doing dishes. They a manager came up, took my shift up there, and and I mean that I had the guy. I put kind of the fear of God in him. I, he never did that again. Uh, but you know, I I thought I was okay. But sometimes something will happen, and then you go, I still got to deal with that. I mean, that's still something triggered something, and and I, and you know, I was about to go Hulk Hogan. So those of you that, some of you go, Hulk who? I'm not the green guy, I'm talking. That's a age reference, okay? <laughs> but in my life, there's been times that I've just had, I wanted to explode. And I, you know, you think uh, the years that happened since that time. And now, fast forward, I'm with Kim and we're going to her mom's in the car. And I had a, a, a young man, I mean, it's a teenage, an older teenage boy on a bicycle in front of my car, and he won't let me go around him. He's just going back and forth slow, and he keeps looking back at me, and ha, 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 and I just want to go around him. 
I'm not trying to cause him any trouble. I just want to go around him. And the longer he won't let me, oh, help me, Jesus. I'm sitting there, and Kim's right there with me, and then I finally go around him, and on my way around, he tells me to peel the banana. Something inside of me went, oh, no. I slammed on the brakes, shoved the car in reverse, put my arm back, and just, whoa. I mean, I am heading back for this guy who quickly turns his bike around. I mean, and he's just, oh, he's going through yards. Man, I am flying in reverse down this old. I mean, if a kid walked out, I'm going to be in jail. But I am flying, and I whip the car around. You know, Kim's like, Brett, Allen, do you want to see yourself on the news tonight? Local pastor, chase this boy down. <laughs> now, this was years ago. I think this is even before TLC started. So it was way years ago. But I need work sometimes. It was not going to be good. Mark eleven twenty five and 26 says this. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. You see, God wants you to be free, and forgiveness is a big deal. And what, what happens is life just happens to people, and sometimes things will just hit you wrong, and you're like, oh. You know, maybe, maybe the cashier at, at Wally World is having a bad day. Walmart. And they're very rude to you. I mean, and you just want to, oh, I want to give them a piece. You know, some of us don't have many pieces left. You better keep them. So, you know, life just happens. But God, help me with this. Now, I haven't had that problem in, in years. So that, I'm just saying. But those are the things that we have to, to deal with. God has already helped and dealt with me on that. But you might say, and I've heard this so many times in ministry, Brett, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they did. You don't know how bad that hurt me. And there's different kinds of hurt. There's the kind of hurt, if I'm a dad, you can hurt me. I can get over that. You hurt her or go after my children, I'll go Rambo on you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, or if you're a grandparent, they'll be like, don't you hurt my cubs. <sighs> my mother-in-law, she said, I don't want anybody hurting my kids because they hurt my kids and wow. Right, you don't even know. You're right, I probably don't know. But I do know what it's like to be hurt. And I do know what it's like that if I've hurt someone. And I do know what it's like to see someone else hurt someone I love. And I don't like that. My prayer is that we'll understand when sometimes that pain comes to the surface, God is saying, let's take care of that. Maybe it's just past things. Maybe it's fear. The enemy loves to use fear. Maybe you're having trouble forgiving somebody. Maybe somebody that's hurt you. Maybe somebody that has made promises they didn't keep. Maybe they've looked at things they shouldn't be looking at. Perhaps they're already gone. Maybe they've died and you can't forgive them. Maybe you're just mad at God and you think he should have intervened. He should have done something. Maybe you're mad at yourself and say, you know what, I'm a terrible person. I should have never done this or done that. And you can't forgive yourself. I want you to know this fact. Turn to your neighbor and say, listen up, Charlie, this is important. What is impossible with man is possible with God. What is impossible with man is possible with God. If there's unforgiveness in your heart through the power of God's Holy Spirit, through God in his word, he's going to give you the ability to put your natural with his super. 
and make something supernatural where you can go past what you are physically or mentally able to accomplish. The Bible will give us what we need to do. So, Brett, why should I forgive somebody who hurt me or someone that I love? I'm going to give you two reasons, and they're both biblical. Here's number one, because unforgiveness hurts me or you. Unforgiveness will hurt you. It hurts me. It hurts you. If you're holding unforgiveness, Hebrews 12, 15 says, Look carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. You see, many of us are living with bitterness because it's, we just really have trouble forgiving. Sometimes we're not even completely aware of it because we've learned how to function with a grudge. We've learned how to live life and just push it down. Nobody knows because we just pushed it, we stuck it, we, we stuffed it away until something snaps. You know, I've had people at Honda that said, oh boy, I, I used to curse, I used to curse like a sailor. Now, I guess maybe sailors curse more than army men or marine. I have no idea, but they used to curse like a sailor, but I don't do that anymore. Then I've watched them drop their air gun or, or stretch the cord or smack their hand on something. What they're saying is an old happy day. I'm like, oh, because you know what? Something that's, mm, then they're, does that mean, Brett? Oh, that means they're going to hell. No, that just means they still need work, and so do we all. So we all, you know, we all are just like, okay, God, we are works in progress. We've learned how to live with stuff. Push it down. Hide it away. Scripture says that love keeps no records of wrongs. No records. Love just says, you know what, I I forgive it. And, you know, God will. Aren't you glad that God says he remembers him no more? But bitterness keeps great records. Bitterness keeps detailed records. And the enemy uses bitterness to bring up every little thing. Did you see what they did? You see what they are. You see how they did that. I mean, it starts with he did, she did, he said, she said. Look at them. Do you see her worker neck? Oh, she snapped her finger. He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. We go on with all of these things, all of these. I don't like I don't like the way you I saw you roll your I saw this. We need to stop because all we do is feed. Listen, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Bitterness is like cancer in your soul. It will eat at you. It hurts relationships with other people. And it hurts your relationship with God. Unforgiveness is like picking up a whole handful of broken glass and squeezing it closed. It will hurt you. Do you ever play... The most downloaded game on an app, Angry Birds. I used to have that on my phone. I got rid of it. It made me angry. (laughs) I don't understand what everybody has against pigs. When I was growing up, it was the three little pigs and the bad wolf came and blew their house down. I, I finally could accept that, but everybody likes bacon. I'll just let that sit for a minute. But anyway, here's an angry bird. This is what you do. You have a slingshot. You put yourself in it. You fling yourself to whatever apparatus these pigs have hid themselves in, wooden or metal, and, and you try to blow it up. If you tap the screen, you become three angry birds. Half the time, your birds don't do anything. They hit something, fall down, and go, and it makes you angry. 
I don't want to play a game that I'm like, oh, oh. Aren't you glad I have all this under control? Just saying. I'm just doing this for demonstration purposes only. (laughs) You know, we can't go around holding a grudge. It only hurts yourself. It, It doesn't do any good. Bitterness is never going to help you. Someone said this, unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and hoping it kills the other person. Think about that. You can go around half the time we're thinking we're making them miserable. I'm telling you, they probably aren't even thinking about you. Here's number two. Why should we forgive? Because I will need forgiveness again. I will need forgiveness again. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. See, forgiveness is such a big deal. Jesus tells a story of a master. He had a servant who owed the master 10,000 talents. Comes to the equivalent of about 150 hours of labor and about $2 billion. I mean, this guy owed him a lot. And he begged for, hey, please let me out of it. I can't, you know, and the guy let him out. He said, okay, I'll forgive the debt. And he could never pay it. So then he goes back, and the guy that owes him one day's wage, he gets ticked, throws him into prison and all that. They take the news back to the other guy, and this guy's like ticked because, hey, I just forgave you all of this debt. This guy doesn't even have anything close to what you had with me, and you won't forgive him. So then he takes him and, and sends him, and it says it in Matthew 18, 28 through 35. That servant went out, found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet, begged him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servant saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. So you... So should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Isn't that how it's been with us? I mean, if we really think about it now, now, now stay with me here for a second. Jesus forgave us. No matter what you've done. No matter how bad you think, or no matter all, he said, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to die for you. But we will not then, when someone hurts us, we're doing just what we read about. Say amen to that. Sometimes it's just we can't forgive. We're just saying we don't know how. Lord, I I mean, I want to, but you don't. I'm hurt. I don't know how. Sometimes the pain is too much. I just, I don't even know how. So here, here's number one. I got to give you a couple of these because it doesn't help us if we just get to a roadblock and go, okay. So how do we forgive when we don't know how? We pray for those who hurt you. Now, I don't want you to pray they get hemorrhoids. I don't want you to pray bad stuff on them. Don't get hit by lightning. Don't be praying that kind of stuff. We pray like Jesus did on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Matthew 5, 43, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
Now, back in that day, Romans worshipped, one of the gods they worshipped was called revenge. And so they, it was normal. They would just worship revenge. And that sounds kind of stupid, but they would worship revenge. And then the Jews taught this, an eye for an eye. Well, we didn't like what you looked at. We're going to pluck out the eye. We'll take the other. You stole that. Let's cut off your hand. It was all that kind of thing. And then Jesus just broke the whole mark. He came in and said he put a whole new thing in place. So he goes way past normal. Matthew, <coughs> excuse me, Matthew 544. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Some of us may be saying, Brett, are you kidding me? I mean, if I could coin a phrase from different strokes, what you talking about, Willis? I'm just saying, sometimes it's just like, really? It seems like I am just the pincushion here. When? when? What about them? I don't feel like it. I don't want to forget. It hurts. I don't want to. I want them to do something. And again, what if they never do? Don't you want to go on free? Let them and God work that out. But far as you, freedom's a great price, man. I mean, it's great to feel free. Listen to what I'm going to say. It takes right action to trigger right feelings. It's going to take doing the right thing, the right action to trigger the right feelings. Faith without works is dead. Let me give you another example. The Israelites are up against the Red Sea. You know, there's all these different things that are going on. Moses, you brought us out here to die, blah, 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 blah. You know, do they just, I mean, there's all these, where God will do something as they, Moses, hold your staff up. God didn't do anything till he had Moses do something. Joshua had to take the covenant, had to take the ark across the, the river. The, the waters didn't split till they stepped out. Are you listening this morning? Right action will trigger right results, right feelings. If you wait till you feel like it, hey, Rip Van Winkle, it's going to be a long day. Because a lot of times we don't, and the enemy will make sure you don't feel like it. How many moms and dads are in the room, did something for your kids that you didn't feel like it? If your kid has a fever, my wife has not felt like it, but because she loves them, I've, I've watched her while I went, slept on and off, sit up all night, brushing their head, putting, you know what I'm saying to you? She didn't feel like it, and the next day she had a full schedule. Oh, she's just a housewife. Really? She's a household engineer. I'm saying, yeah, all the women are, oh, you, yes, yes. <laughs> Preach it, brother. I mean, she, you know, she would be teaching the kids school. She would be cooking their meals, buying the groceries, doing all of these things, cleaning the house. And you know what she got? Daddy, mama, daddy, mama. I want a juice. When I came home, she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't talk. Hi. <laughs> Pray your want will follow the right action. Just say, God, I've had to pray for people that hurt me. I came back and started this church. I've had opposition, starting a church, different things like that. 
My prayers were not always spiritual, nor were they long, and you don't have to do that new English or whatever that is, old English. Oh, Father God, thou shalt not come thy hither, thy yon. I pray thy for thy people, thy oh God. Uh, no, you don't have to do that. No, not like you would. <laughs> you people are looking at me like, what in the world is he talking about? Sometimes people have hurt me, and my prayers have been just like this, probably through gritted teeth. Bless them. Just, God, just, just bless them. Because I don't know what else to say. That's about as good as it's going to get right then. God, just bless them. Brett, you don't know, I don't have to know what they've done. Just bless them, God. Because let me tell you something. Jesus died for them just like he died for you. And he so freely gave that forgiveness. We have to understand. We have to reciprocate that. We've got to say, God, you've forgiven me. I have to forgive them. You have to. No, I don't. According to what we read, you do or you can't get forgiven. It's that big a deal. Brother, I don't feel like it. This isn't about your feelings. Again, you're going to trigger right action. Your feelings will follow that. So eventually, I mean, it's just, oh, bless them. Then after a while, I can, I can say, Father, I just ask that, you know, your will be done in their life. You bless them and whatever, and I thank you, God. I know you love them, and I want, you know, Father, just help them. Help me to not hold any bitterness, you know. And so my prayer would gradually change. Things would begin to happen. Over, over time, I found this. My prayers didn't always change the person I was praying about. You know who they changed? Me. That's what he did. So many times, isn't that how it is? We want to go, okay, hey, 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 how about them? And God's saying, you don't worry about them. Let's do you. Because perception and perspective, God, if my heart is right, You heard the story of the woman that kept looking out at her neighbor and saying, that woman does not know how to clean clothes. Every day she hangs up her sheets and her laundry. Those clothes are filthy. Somebody needs to teach her that, you know, she needs all temperature cheer. or She needs something. She needs something. Kaboom or whatever. But she doesn't know how to clean clothes. And she went on. And then the husband heard her say that almost every other day. Oh, and he got so tired of it. He went that morning before he went to work and he washed the window. He came home from work and she said, she learned. She learned how to clean the clothes are bright and brilliant. It's great. The husband said, no, I just cleaned the window. You see, sometimes we don't know what we're looking through. We're looking through stuff that's just dirty and cloudy. Because if we're bitter and we're holding all of that, we're not seeing the things the way God sees them. You're going to have to then do the right thing to trigger the right feeling so your window gets washed. It's not going to be easy, but this is where you start. See, I'm telling some, some of it will be like a switch. You can go into the light and go, and turn it and go, I get it. We've connected the dots. I'm free. I forgive them totally. And that's cool. If you can do that, that is awesome. And God can let you do that. Some of us, we, for whatever reason, we want to hang in. It's not a switch. It's a doorknob. It's a turn. It's a process. Whatever it is, just start. Turn it. Switch it. Flip it, whatever you got to do, because you need to be free. Here's number two. How do I forgive somebody who hurts me? Forgive as you have been forgiven. The same way God has forgiven you, he's forgiven you completely. He's forgiven you constantly. We have to do the same. 
Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another, forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Sometimes you're going to have people that you're close to that are they're going to hurt you. Maybe they didn't mean to. Maybe, whatever the case is, but you need to stick with them. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever did something wrong? Have you ever said stuff you didn't mean? Have you ever you know, lost it, blown your top, or, or whatever the case is? But bear one another. Stick with one another. I'm telling you, you need a friend that will ride it out with you. You need somebody that says, you know what, just because I'm not happy with what you did, I love you. And I'll stay in the fox trench with you. I'll help you. I'll do, because someday you're going to need that friend. Someday you're going to be in a trench. It says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Peter asked, how many times? Seven? Jesus says, no, seven times 70. He says, you got to keep on forgiving. Peter, you got to just, you got to do it. If you're in an abusive situation, maybe a wife has got a husband beating her or something. Should she stay? Get out of the house. Get out of the house. Stay safe. Forgive him from a distance. Forgiveness isn't about living in abuse. It's not being a doormat. I'm just saying you've got to get out. You've got to get to safety. Tell somebody at church, I promise you, we've got some guys here barely saved for 50 bucks. They'll help you out. I'm just kidding. Not really. No, I am kidding. <laughs> These are people in the back. Yeah, come on, I'll help you. You tell me who. You know what I'm saying. Here's the principle. The forgiven forgive others. The forgiven forgive others. Have you been forgiven? Forgive others. Remember this. Love keeps no record. Bitterness does. I'm forgiven by Jesus. I didn't deserve his grace. So because I belong to him, I offer the same forgiveness that's been given to me. The day you forgive is the day God will set the prisoner free. And that prisoner will be you. You see, you can't control the other person. It's you. You have to walk. You have to be free. And sometimes, you know, when you're free, you might set off a chain reaction. I'm just, is that not cool? Paul and Silas were in jail. And in the midst of a bunch of stuff going on, unjustly accused, in jail, beaten, lashed and locked with chains, they decided it's a good time to, let's praise God. The Bible says they began to praise God. And they're, now, let me just say, this jail is full of people that don't really give a hoot about God. But yet, as they praised God, The Bible says that their chains fell off. The place was shaken. Everybody was free. That means everybody that was in that jail. What would happen if you got free? How would you change what you say? How would you change what you do? How would you change the next time somebody says something that you used to comment on very clearly? And everybody knew your opinion and you were not happy. The forgiven forgive. The foundation of the gospel is forgiveness. Jesus died so you 
and I could be forgiven. And the challenge is for us to follow his lead and forgive others. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, please?